Welcome to SoulPod Studio. We're not your average social network. We're a community of professionals, enthusiasts, and students taking sustainability to the next level. Join us on our journey and get inspired by Earth heroes just like you. Welcome back to SoulPod Studio. Uh, Today, we are joined by Laura Porter, who is founder of Birds Filling Station, a zero-waste grocery store based in San Mateo, California. Welcome, Laura. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. Oh, thanks for being here. Really excited to talk to you and and learn about your journey and how you came to Birds Filling Station. So perhaps we could just start out with a little bit of background. If you could share a bit about yourself and what led you to founding Birds. Sure, absolutely. Um, so Birds is a, a refill station. We've tried to take a small grocery store and reimagine the whole thing without single-use plastics. The way that I got there actually is um, I grew up in in South Carolina and moved out to the Bay Area after college and and took a job in a accounting. And as I was going through um, an accounting career, I realized that I didn't love sitting at a desk every day, but I didn't really know what else I wanted to do. And then um, in 2018, I started to pay attention to uh, Plastic Free July and some of the other things that um, were going on in the world. You know, I I had seen an, an expose in the San Francisco Chronicle that had four pages of pictures of what was going on on beaches, animals that had ingested plastics, and just the pollution aspect of it. And then I wanted to try to do something with it. And so that was where I had taken a career of almost 20 years in corporate accounting and finance and said, you know, maybe there's an easy way to just help give people an idea of how to get around plastic. Um, I I went to a zero waste workshop that was held at our local library back in 2018 as well uh, by somebody named Catherine Kellogg, who is pretty big on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, And she had a 45 minute presentation where she talked about a circular economy. How do we, how do we look at the resources that we're using and make sure that we're using them in natural rhythms and, and get away from things that are outside of that, like plastics. And at the very end of that workshop, there were a lot of questions and most of those questions I noticed from the audience were geared towards, okay, I'm in, I understand this, but how, where do I go? How do I get the information to, or how do I get the tools that I need to, in order to shop this way? And that was really what kind of gave me the light bulb moment that said, people want to do this. People want to learn about zero waste living. People want to make more sustainable choices, but they might not know how, or they might not know where to start. And so if we could really have a community resource where people would, um, would be able to get inspired and to learn a little bit and to help start changing those habits that, uh, we could bring refills and and zero waste a little more mainstream. And you, you didn't touch upon the name. I'm really curious where does birds come from? Absolutely. So around the same time, um, I think my husband and I were coming up on our ninth or 10th wedding anniversary. And I was starting to think about how interesting it was that I had grown up and kind of found my personal identity as Laura Bird. Uh, Bird is actually my maiden name. And we got got (laughs) married and I changed my name to his, which is Porter. Um, And having one sister, I realized with no brothers, the name Bird was not going to be carried forward. And so maybe as I was starting this business, maybe it was time to bring the name in. 
Oh, gosh, that's great. Oh, thank you. I was curious myself. I've been down to the store a couple of times, and I always meant to ask you how uh, the name Bird came in. So you were Laura Bird. Wonderful. Um, for a long time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know that the whole concept of, of zero-waste stores or refill stores um, they're really growing in popularity uh, globally. For those who might be interested in following a path like like yours, tell us a little bit about the challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis in this business. Because obviously you pivoted from a career uh, in, in more of the financial space to, to, to really running a grocery store. So, so how, did that, how did that go? Absolutely. So zero waste is is popping up a lot more uh, throughout the U.S. You know, there are a number of, of zero waste and refill stores here in the Bay Area even. Um, and if you tour around and look at them, each one has a little different twist. You know, a lot of them have cleaning products and personal care products, but the ones that have food are a bit fewer and far between. Um, there was actually one that's up in Boise called Roots, uh, which was a huge inspiration. They did a full grocery store. They've got a deli and everything. So I um, in January of 2020, planned a trip up there and said, we need one of these down in San Mateo. But I was able to pivot during the pandemic to an online store where we were just doing the personal care and cleaning side. Um, we had done them at farmer's markets, but uh, during the pandemic, we could take online orders and then deliver them, contactless delivery. But it was really that food aspect that I wanted to get into. I really missed the bulk bins that had been in all the grocery stores that I had been able to shop in and wanted a place that could consolidate from the three different grocery stores that I was in. So having having opened it now, I would say, you know, some of the biggest challenges are sourcing. We see a lot of small companies who are really interested in this plastic-free or in this refill sort of philosophy, but a lot of the larger retailers who get the economies of scale aren't willing to play. Some of the big names, you know, that everybody knows, they could get it at Costco or Target or Whole Foods or anywhere else. I reach out to them probably every six months or so just to kind of pester and poke and say, are you going to do refills at some point soon? Are you going to offer large quantities where we could where you could offer it to our customers. So there are a lot of small people who are doing it. I think that's probably the biggest challenge, right, is finding finding the players in the game who are offering the products and then trying to do it at a price that is somewhat competitive, even with the big guys, even though we don't necessarily have all the economies of scale. I was going to say, it sounds like we all need to jump in and, and do a little prodding and poking for some of those, uh, some of those companies. Exactly. And, you know, I think where, where people are doing it, even if it is a big brand that might not be everybody's ideal of the most ethical or the most sustainable or something where they are doing, uh, things that are in line with zero waste and, and, and our mission, we absolutely want to support that, right? Because we vote with our pocketbooks, just like any consumer does as well. I would say one of the second challenges that we face is individual habits, right? We each have our individual habits. We, we can autopilot drive to a grocery store, no problem without thinking, right? Uh, and it's the same once you get inside the grocery store. Getting people to start thinking about grocery shopping differently. How do we get them to think about refilling instead of just buying a new one? And even I saw that this week in the store with eggs. People bring in their egg cartons and they want to drop it off and they say, oh, you collect these, right? And we suggest, no, we actually sell them individually. 
go back and refill your eggs. Um, so it's changing these kinds of habits that are not just an individual habit that they've formed, but probably that's a generational habit, right? They learned how to do this from their parents and really getting in there and reinforcing these good habits over time. And I know that you can bring in your own containers right into your store, but if someone is new to zero waste, can they also pick up containers there at Birds? Absolutely. We try to say that we meet people where they are. And it doesn't matter if you are coming in for what we call the recon mission for your first time in the store, just to check it out and see what's there. Or if you are a seasoned shopper in the in a zero waste space and you're used to doing bulk, no grocery list ever gets perfect, right? You always forget some container or some bag or something. So we offer paper bags. Uh, we do sell reusable bags if people are interested in buying one and then investing. Um, and we also have sanitized jars that we can accept from the community. We take them in the back. We sanitize them up to the health codes. So if somebody comes in and says, I really need peanut butter, but I didn't bring my peanut butter jar, just go grab one from the front and fill up your peanut butter. That's great. Well, I, I'm sure over the last few months, you've really built up um, a community. And I, I noticed when I looked at your website, that community really is a big part of birds as well. Can you tell us a little bit about how you feel that these individuals, um, I guess your customers effectively have inspired you and, and what sort of community activities, you know, have you, have you done? Absolutely. You know, when I started looking back in 2018 at, at how to get rid of plastic, it was something that felt kind of lonely. I had walked into a grocery store giving myself a total plastic-free challenge, and I walked out that week with a dozen eggs, a baguette, and a couple things of fresh produce. <laughs> and um, you know, when I was explaining it to my family and my friends, they were all kind of looking at me like I was a weirdo to even think about it like that. So I started to, to talk to people in the community, right? This, this zero waste workshop that we had done gave me 12 people who had enough interest in it to give me their emails and say, let's build a community and see if we can get a refill store off the ground. And then I was able to, to get involved with organizations like Citizens Climate Lobby, CCL. It's a bipartisan group that works to lobby and get uh, sustainability measures through Congress. But then also to meet individuals who work with organizations like Sea Hugger down in Half Moon Bay and Surfrider San Mateo County, uh, who also share an interest in collecting plastics, getting, getting pollution off of our beaches, and how we can be the most sustainable. It's really through those community partnerships that I feel like we've developed relationships that help us spread the word, help us reach more people to try to get this message out there about the importance of getting rid of plastic, but also just energize us, right? And give us, give us a little hope that there are enough people out there who are interested and who are working with it to, to make a difference. And one that I'm actually really excited about. We haven't worked with in the past very much, uh, but we are talking later this week with Samaritan House here in San Mateo about donating some of our produce as well so that we can make sure that we have fresh produce and to avoid all the food waste, we'll make sure to donate that so that it can go to people in the community in need. You know, at Soul Pods, we often will reference the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals um, when we're thinking about these global challenges. And um, as many of you know, um, back in 2015, the member states of the United Nations adopted what's referred to as the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And um, we can think of it effectively as a shared blueprint for peace and prosperity uh, for people and, and the planet going into the future. And the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs, 
are really at the heart of this blueprint because they lay out these 17 goals uh, that that the countries, you know, over 190 member states um, had all agreed upon are challenges that we need to take up um, one by one, uh, working with like-minded organizations, whether it's um, in civil society, government, um, private sector. And so each of us are kind of doing our own part, whether it be small or, or trying to contribute to a, a, a greater aspiration. So I know we had talked before about the 17 Sustainable Development Goals or the SDGs, and we love to let our listeners in on how uh, your business actually um, aligns with one or more of the SDGs. So, Laura, did you have a chance to have a look at those? Is, are there some that come to mind? I have, actually. Um, and of the 17, I would say there are, there are five that are right there in a row that I think we touch on and are really concerned of, concerned with and try to try to. Um, build into our business. So the first is going to be sustainable cities and communities, SDG number 11. Um, we source as locally as possible. And that um, that means that we're buying our produce from California, wherever it's possible, and Bay Area and even San Mateo County. Um, we look close to home. And if we can't find a product that we need here, then we'll start to expand to the circle. But I really think that we, we all learned at the beginning of the pandemic that our supply chains were very distributed, very global, and not resilient. And the real resilient way to build this is to make sure that we have what we need within our communities. And we do, um, but it's it's building sustainable cities and communities from that as aspect, but also you know, making sure that we're dealing with our garbage and generating less waste in the first place. The second one, I think, goes hand in hand with that. Number 12, responsible consumption and production. Um, we tell people all the time, come in and buy bulk and buy only what you need. You know, if you don't need a whole pound of, of pasta, we see, we see people come in all the time and just buy half to three quarters of a pound of pasta. Um, it's very strange. They, they think it's very strange that a retailer tells them, you know, maybe you buy less this time or something. But um, I, think, I think that is a, a major concern of ours. Um, then that goes into number 13, climate action. Um, we like to look at the carbon emissions and the carbon footprints of all of our products. And when we say that, we're thinking, you know, the carbon emissions are driving temperatures, they're driving extreme weather, all sorts of issues that, that we could have a whole separate podcast on. But we try to bring a little bit of education around that as well. So not just offering a product on the shelf, but if you stop and talk to our staff, we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about that product, where it came from, why we source it. Is it, is it better because it's local? Are we saving on emissions? Is there something else that's going into it? And then I would also say 14 and 15, life below water and life on land. Because if we're talking about plastics, life, whether it's below water or on land, is, is impacted significantly by this. I mean, 99% of plastics are made out of fossil fuels. And so you have all the leakage from producing the plastics, but then you also have microplastic degradation. And, and it persists in the waterways. We're finding it in the foods that we eat, in the plants that we eat. It's in our rain, our table salts. We're finding it in human bodies. And we're finding it in seafood that then becomes part of our diets. So treating the, the plastic pollution crisis as such is really something that's going to impact both life below water and life on land. So I think those are really, it's hard to categorize what we're doing because we've taken kind of a broad view of it. But we think that, that by trying to build sustainability into how we build this store, the products that we offer and how we educate people, 
we can touch on a lot of these all at once. You mentioned educate. I guess for our listeners who are new to zero waste, um, it's it's New Year's, right? Happy New Year, by the way. Didn't have Happy a chance to say that. <laughs> um, and here with 2023, just getting going. Um, can you give our our listeners some tips on, you know, how or recommendations on how they can start taking steps to lead a zero waste life? And and by the way, please please also let us know um, your your store hours and if. We can purchase things online. We'd love to hear how we can support your business. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll start with that and then I'll go into uh, recommendations for, for how to how to go from here. Um, so we are open Tuesday through Sunday. We're Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6 p.m. and Sunday, uh, 10 to 5. We're in downtown San Mateo. Um, on our website, birdsfillingstation.com, you can find a list of all of our products that we sell in bulk, which are available in the store. Um, so you can use that as a shopping list and make sure we have something or um, get inspired that way. But we also have a number of products that are available online, prepackaged laundry detergents and dish soaps and makeup and things like that. Um, so online ordering with shipping or in-store pickup are available. On our website, we also have a blog. And so as we're going through and researching the products that we want to put on the shelf and why, I often will type up a blog and say, here's why we've chosen this product or here's why we're moving away from this, for example. Um, so the blog is an interesting way to, to learn as we learn in the store. Um, but one thing I would say is probably the most, the biggest recommendation is to just look around and say, how else could we do that with less packaging, with less plastic, with less garbage, right? If you look in your garbage can, you'll get a great sense of what's going to waste. And then try to just pause and reflect occasionally and say, okay, what would this look like if we didn't have this waste? And then my next biggest piece of advice, which I tell everybody is, as you're going through this process, it's not something where you're going to go from a garbage bagger to a week to zero waste and fitting all your garbage into a mason jar. That's just not going to happen. Take it slow. Do one switch at a time. Do, to do one swap. And then once that gets to feel like a habit and feel like something that's totally natural and you don't even have to think about it anymore, then go for the next thing. You know, I think my first one was a water, a stainless steel water bottle 10 years ago. And then from there you add the second one and the third one. And before you know it, you are not taking your garbage out to the street every week and, and it goes from there, you know, <laughs> you're bringing it down to that, uh, Mason jar full of garbage. Um, that's great. I love how you said that starting with just one swap at a time. Well, Laura, we're so happy that you could join us. I have as a last question, a fun question that we like to ask of, of, of everyone that we bring on to the, the podcast. If you could pick a sustainability superpower, what would it be? Hmm, a sustainability superpower. This might not be totally sustainable, but it's definitely one that I was joking with a customer that I have developed since opening the store. And it is estimating the weight of plastic packaging. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Yeah. Since our, since our business is entirely built on buy by weight, you know, shop and get as little or as much as you want. We're frequently looking at a container and trying to say, okay, here's how much you bought. And here's how much of that weight is the container itself. Um, It's a talent that I never thought I was going to develop in my life. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we sure appreciate your time today, Laura. Um, thank you again for joining us. And um, we look forward to uh, checking out the website, reading your blog, and, and seeing how we can support Birds Filling Station. Thanks again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. SoulPod Studio is made possible by listeners like you. Join the free SoulPods platform to become a part of our virtual community of changemakers. Links to our social media, website, and platform can be found below in the show notes. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to rate and review our podcast. Thank you for listening and for your support.